Table Spirituality with your host, Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And with Charlie Eastman from Pilgrim <laughs> Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. We, we switched subvert, it up. I subverted the dominant paradigm. You did. I subverted the dominant paradigm. I subvert the dominant paradigm. It happens sometimes. And it wasn't televised. There was a revolution and it was not televised. It was not. Here we are in our little revolution. Us Wait, and this, our 12 listeners. This has become like the holiday special. You know, it, so I, I think every every ongoing syndicated show, they have like a holiday special. Sometimes Christmas, sometimes Thanksgiving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Halloween. Uh, and people don't know what, what happened beforehand, but um, we've been we've been at this for about three and a half to four hours. We had um, an, um, arachnid attacks. Uh, we've had people jumping on you know, in the screen. We did have arachnid attacks. It was something else. It was something. <laughs> Uh, so who knows what's going to happen with this episode? Who knows? It, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? Let's just keep let's just keep it weird and let's ask what's happening at First Baptist Church in East Scratch. Things are we we are we're slowing down a little, and I think good. that's good. Yeah, good. Boy, holy you guys cow. have been going gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're excited for Christmas Eve. This hopefully will come out right before Christmas Eve. Um, mm-hmm. If you have not signed up to attend the Christmas Eve service in person, please do not show up. Mm. Uh, it, it's really important that uh, we keep our numbers low, uh, and especially you know Rhode Island's numbers are getting better. So please let's let's contribute to the positive movement in that. But we will be online and um, we'll be streaming it on Facebook, and that's at five o'clock on Thursday night. That'll be Wonderful. our Christmas Eve service, just the one this year. And Do you typically have more than one? We usually have about five o'clock and eleven o'clock. Uh huh. So and I, is the eleven o'clock your favorite service of the year, or where are you at with that one? Uh, Monday Thursday is my favorite service of the year, mm, mm. but because uh, <laughs> it's dark, um, you know mm. they're they're different. They're just different. The five o'clock tends to be more child friendly, you know, family mm-hmm. friendly, a little a little goofier at points, and that's okay. The eleven o'clock tends to be a little more solemn. Uh, which is nice. Uh, this year, um, I'm going to try to integrate both into the Great. five o'clock. But yeah, and, and it'll be nice to be home after the first service and be done. That'll mm-hmm. be different. Lovely. And does the pastor take any time off after Christmas or not? Is that a tradition uh, for you and it, yours? Usually, I take some time off to travel, and the Sunday after is like a hymn sing or something. But uh, okay. And this time, I'm going to be taking it easy, so people. You know, you know, take it easy yourselves. I'll, we've got meetings, and I'll be doing some things here and there, but I'm going to be really home the most of the time. The following Great. Sunday, we're going to do lessons and carols Lovely. With, with a lot of instrumental music to make that So a little work. staycation action for you yeah. this year. Yeah. We're cleaning Great. the basement if I if I want to you know, fully let people know what we're doing at the Malone House. We're going to tre- wow. clean the After basement. how many years are you cleaning the basement? Oh, after 10 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, oh, no, we do it every month. Every month. <laughs> it's That'd just be... the monthly cleaning. It's just the monthly cleaning of the basement. As opposed to the biennial cleaning, as opposed to the decade cleaning. That's right. But right. but the decade cleaning is the cleaning. But let's not talk about the attic. No. That no, the be... attic, that's just, yeah, we don't go there. How are things at Pilgrim Congregational Church? It is well with our church. Uh, oh. We had a lovely blue Christmas service yeah. on, on Thursday night. Um, it was... Uh, attended by almost 20 souls on mm. Zoom. We just did a Zoom service for this, and we're actually doing Zoom for Christmas Eve as well. Nice. Different for us. We've been doing um, streams to Facebook for our regular worship. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if this is the right format. I, I look at the churches that are really um, good at all this stuff who have been doing it for a long time. I'm thinking like Old South and Boston, mm. and almost everything they do is pre-recorded. Yeah. It's all pre-recorded. That's how they roll. And I think probably that stems from uh, control and being able mm-hmm. to, to capture the moments the way you want to capture them, deliver the message the way you want to deliver it. But it does preclude interaction. Yeah. And so the nice thing about Facebook Live is you get some measure of interaction in the comments. Mm-hmm. And then even further with Zoom, you're looking at each other's faces. Yeah. So that's kind of the – if you had to make a continuum of interaction versus – versus quality of presentation. Mm-hmm. I think number one is pre-recorded for best quality but lowest interaction. Facebook or whatever live stream with comments falls in the middle. Yep. And then finally Zoom, maximum interaction, kind of minimum in terms of the quality of delivery of material. Right. Although music sounds great. Oh, good. I, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, anyway, so, I, I so all that something to say. Like a, like a blue service. Like the the Christmas blue service, blue Christmas. A, blue Let's Christmas. not have a blue service. Oh right, sorry, <laughs> blue <laughs> Christmas. But it feels like that's a really that that's a more appropriate service to have on Zoom. You want intimacy because yeah. you want people to feel safe because you're yeah. asking them to share the ways they're wounded or feeling broken, yeah. and that's that's tough. But yeah. the sharing was fantastic. Oh, oh my goodness, it was really nice. And we lit candles, and mm. it was kind of the reverse tenebrae where the, we brought the light right. in rather than. Oh, that's wonderful. So anyway, we're going to do the same thing for Christmas Eve. So at nice. 6.30 p.m. is our uh, our pageant service, mm-hmm. thanks to Don Sorensen, our new coordinator of Christian Ed, who is leading that. Um, and then after that, at 9 p.m. is our Lessons and Carols Christmas Eve service. Very nice. So and both are going to be on Zoom, so mm-hmm. you have to have an invite to participate, but I'd like to invite the entire church to come and be a part of these services. Yeah. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a special night, and we're doing the best we can with what we have. Numbers in Massachusetts are still not moving in the right direction. Right. So uh, we are trying to be part of the solution, and we are looking forward to Christmas together next year. And let us remember that the very first Christmas was not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> oh, believe me. Yeah, that's what – yeah, we did a lot of that on Sunday. Yeah. That was the focus of the sermon for oh, me. Good. So good. And I'll be off next week. I'll be here at, at home, but I'm taking the week off. Don't don't um, call. Don't call, Pastor Charlie. Don't call. Oh, you, you can call. Oh, okay. Just don't call expecting a human voice to answer. Oh, that's all. oh nice. Okay. Right. So I'm not I'm not hiring any pastoral coverage or anything like that. I'm going to be available for emergencies, but right. uh, just trying to take a little time. Good. You know, I don't I don't have the full complement of vacation. I arrived at this position uh, partway through the year, so I'm I'm just uh, again doing what I can. Yeah, well, we should get together, we Charlie. We should get together and 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 from a from from a safe distance. Yeah, enjoy a, a, some kind of libation. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd there be we great. Go. So, folks, watch for us. Watch for the news of pastors arrested for public <laughs> indecency or something like that, because that's usually what happens when you have when you get two Andover Newton grads getting together. What What else could you expect? Chaos comes. This yeah. is this is sarcasm. If you're not getting it, folks. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. All right. So, so um, we've we've lit four candles. Indeed, we have. Now, the first one, I keep trying to do this, if I can do this. First one was hope. Indeed. The second one was peace. It was peace. The third one was joy. And you know that because it's pink. It, I know, right? I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to, next year, we're going to get one pink with sequins. 
Oh, great. On it. Yeah, yeah. It'll just, be the fabulous Sunday so, of joy. So it could really just pop. I want it to pop. I like it. And <laughs> Make it pop. And pop, this, pop. <laughs> Community reference. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And this Sunday is Q Segway Music. Careful. Don't sing that song. Oh, yeah. That's Boy. a whole nother pot of rights. Yeah, yeah. We can't afford it. No, we can't. We just but can't. love. Love. That's nice. Love is nice. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Right. So today, in, in our very oblique way, we're going to discuss love in the Christmas experience and mm-hmm. what that has looked like for all of you and what it looks like to us. And um, I think there's always... For me, I don't know if you come to it this way, Jonathan, but I always have this intense, uh, I always have at least one sleepless night before I preach the Christmas Hmm. sermon. Um, Christmas and Easter generally are not nights that I sleep really well on anymore because it's always, there are some people that you just know you're only going to see two days a year. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> in yeah. church, when we when we work in church. And so there's this uh, pejorative term that people have attached to those folks called C&Es, yep. C&E Christians, which is not Christian Ed Christians. It's Christmas and Easter Christians. Oh, I thought so, it was Church of England Christians. No, no, that's C of E. This oh. is C-N-D. Oh, shit. Okay. And you look down your nose when you call someone a C-N-D Christian, which is a shame because yeah. that's the opposite of loving mm. and of recognizing their situation. For those that go to church every Sunday, who feel the love week after week, who know what that's like, what that community experience is like, you are tapped into a love that most people around you do not understand, mm. experience, or have in their lives. We used to be the the kind of the we, we used to be the going concern. Everyone used to it used not to be, are you going to church? It used to be which? church do you go to? And now that has shifted mercifully for some, Mm -hmm. challengingly for others. And you you have access to something that others do not have. In order to activate on that, the way to best use it is not to point out to others that they don't have what you have. Right, right, right. That is not loving. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not, I mean, this year it will be different. I don't think there'll be many C&E Christians showing up. No, and there weren't for us on Sunday. We did yeah. not see folks that we haven't seen in a long time. We saw a lot of folks who've been dutifully attending our services. We did do our outdoor worship this week oh, in the snow. Wow. It was it was wonderful. Somebody snowblowed, snow blew, um, lanes in the snow so that people could find spots to socially distance and oh, put their chairs and they they huddled and bundled up and it was glorious. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, I that that um, when when you said that we we are keyed into a love, those of us who attend mm-hmm. on a regular basis, you know when I see that most is our during our prayer concerns and celebrations, mm-hmm. uh, that people are are comfortable enough to get up. I mean when when we've been doing it in person, mm-hmm. but to stand up and say, "Hey, my cousin who you've never met is really struggling, and this weighs on my heart. Can you pray?" For that person, mm-hmm. uh, it, that speaks to this sense of like I know I'm I know I'm welcomed, I know I'm accepted, and I know that what my concerns are are not going to be belittled or pushed aside, but that people love me enough 
to hear me and say, yeah, we'll pray for you. I'm, I'm really glad you used the A word. That's, that's important. That's, that's an aspect of love that is really missing in a lot of congregations, mm. but it's important for us to reiterate. Acceptance. Yeah. Acceptance of the whole child of God that, that mm-hmm. is presented to you each time you interact is something that is, it's so challenging for folks who have more of a, what's the right word, who, who, who move through the world actively utilizing their sense of judgment mm-hmm. to separate the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> it can be, acceptance right. can be one of the most challenging parts of Christian faith. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's a marker of the kind of love that we are all striving for when yeah. you are truly able to accept those around you. Um, but yeah, I, it's so challenged right now by, by the not the ways we generally experience love are with our senses mm-hmm. and, uh, there's a real compromise happening. Yeah. And that's, I, I, you know, that does bring us back to the, the, we're doing the best we can. We're doing what we can. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think for the most part, we've gotten past this point where we feel like if our Christmas Eve service is not perfect, then God will be angry. Hopefully, <laughs> we're past uh, that. Hopefully, that's really hard for that's hard for historic churches, especially. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier for a church in a warehouse where yeah. you set up the chairs and the band plays. I think it's so much easier for them to be able to say, "Hey, we're doing our best. It's good enough." Um, not that there aren't challenges there too, but it's right. just. The, the sense of expectation in these older churches, legacy churches that have buildings that they're fond mm. of is is that, you know, things look perfect in those buildings and that what's done in those buildings is perfect because it's inside that building. Right. And um, this, this week uh, we used two scriptures at Pilgrim. One was from Second uh, Samuel chapter 7 mm-hmm. where uh, David says, I'm living in this gorgeous house of cedar and – God's just in a tent, you know, that doesn't look good. And Nathan, the prophet says, oh, well, David, you do whatever is on your heart. It's going to be great because God loves you. You're the best. Classic (laughs) prophetic yes, man. But then God comes to Nathan in a vision that night, presumably in a dream and Mm -hmm. says, you say to David, who do you think you are that you're going to build some building to contain my glory. Mm. Who do you think you are that you're going to set the timetable for what this looks like? Who do you think you are that only your hands can hew the timbers that would house the Ark of my covenant? And and basically the message that I get from it is, is that in the same way that God doesn't need a house to be contained in, neither does God prefer the house over the occupants. Mm -hmm. And I think we've got this, this, classic sense in New England congregations that we love our church. And when we say those words, we conjure up the image of a building. Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe is really contrary to God's <laughs> vision for the beloved community. Yeah. Yeah. That So that idea that we've got to do it right, and it's a love that's earned. We have this idea that we've got to earn God's oh. love, and we've got to earn the love of the people that might visit. And even those those C and E Christians, we better do the best service we can, and mm-hmm, better mm-hmm. preach the best sermon that we can, because um, that way we can earn their love, so they might come back the next Sunday. You know, we don't know what's on their heart. We don't know what they're struggling with, and that's not how love should work. 
It, it, That's right. Yeah, it shouldn't be something. And you know, again, we say you know this was the first Christmas was not a perfect Christ- Christmas by any stretch of the imagination. No. But what a, a revelation of who God is. And, and, That's right. Yeah, and where God's love is. I think part of the reason God's acceptance of us as individuals is so complete is the way that uh, God, as you say, came into the world. An infant, uh, completely unshielded from the elements other than, I mean, his mother's body mm-hmm. uh, and in the stable. It could not could not have been a lowlier experience at the beginning. It could not have been more of a come down um, for God in that, that sense should carry, we should be able to see that in God all the way through our experience of Jesus in Scripture. Right. That's always behind everything. Where you come from will never not be a part of what you are. And I think it's as true for God as as all of us. They, hey, there are no yeah. accidents in Scripture, they say. Right. Well, okay. Uh, this... <laughs> I'm going to let that one go for now. There's no accidents in Scripture like that, which that's a whole theological quagmire. Indeed, Indeed we, it is. We need not. Indeed um, it is. So, but I can accept someone and not love them, right? Is that okay? You know, as a uh, church person, you know, someone comes in and I, I don't particularly enjoy their company or they have political views that I don't agree with. Are, um, are we moving into love the sinner, hate the sin territory? Sure, that's a great way to put it. But yeah, so I can accept Yikes. them. <laughs> but do I have to, I mean, and I can say, you're welcome here, and you can do your thing, and I'll do my thing, but I don't have to, like, actively pray for them or try yeah, I, to see the okay, best so in them. Okay, so I don't believe there's an equivalency between acceptance and love. Good, good. But I don't think you get to love without accepting mm. the whole person. I think you yeah. you can love after a fashion without accepting the whole person, but... There's always going to be that part right. that's so I wonder how off. many of us play the part of saying, well, I accept that person, but really don't love them. And I think part of loving is I'm going to try to understand this individual, mm. especially when they get when they may make me mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, and we can conjure up the folks in our minds that um, drive us nuts, the people that we would say sure. they're the ones I just can't be around and... You know, they'll do, you do you and I'll do me. And, um, but, but yeah, love calls us to make ourselves vulnerable. And even if we never engage the person directly, make ourselves vulnerable by saying, I'm going to try to understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. more than accept. I'm going to try to see them differently, to see them as, as the way that God might see them. Yeah. And that's part of church work, folks. Yeah. Be, being in churches means doing ministry with people you would not associate with or connect with necessarily out in the rest of the world. And yeah. that's that's good. That's and, really good. Yeah. And I won't say any, I won't name names, I won't name churches, but I know that there are churches out there where people get uh, snippy with each other, where they, they talk about each other behind their backs, where there is mm-hmm. gossip, where... Anything but it happens. Love is it happens. Displayed. Not in our churches. No, no. I mean, but, our churches are. We've heard. We've heard other pastors right. say that happens in their church. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, never in our churches. Sure. No, 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 never. <laughs> and, and we haven't belabored it too much to make it seem like it does happen in our churches, have we? Uh, we could go for another minute if you want. All we right, got... let's leave it. Let's, <laughs> let's set it aside. So, so um, love is about relationships, mm-hmm. right? And and I love the idea. I love. I gotta 
Connor. I, I'm so fond of the notion. <laughs> it's okay. You could keep saying love. Of, of that God's acceptance of us. Um, and, and, and I feel like in a church, that is a good starting place. I think it is. Yeah. I mean, here's the other thing. Part of what we're talking around, I think, is the, you know, what's, when people write songs, what's the thing they write most songs about? You know, um, pickup trucks. Exactly. So there's a there's a tendency. Love is such a huge topic. I guess one of the ways we could have started this podcast is to say we won't be scratching the surface today. Mm-hmm. We're just going to illuminate, hopefully, some truths about love in our experience that that might indicate why this is a part of Advent and why it's an important part of Advent for us. But the topic is kind of big. It's it's sort of like, you know, I said I don't sleep well on Christmas, the night before the mm. Christmas service, and I don't sleep well the night before Easter. Right. Because there's a reason why C&E Christians come to church on Christmas and Easter. It's kind of the whole what the whole enterprise is predicated on. Number one, Christ's arrival on earth. Mm-hmm. Number two, the exit. This is the whole story, folks. The the exit into right. resurrection and glory, and and what those two things mean for us as individuals is the defining characteristic of Christian faith. So, no surprise that the topics kind of we're kind of on mission impossible every time we try to speak less than four hours on either of these topics. Yeah, yeah. We do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> because well, it's the convention. But yeah. but also, you know. If we could just even plant the seed, because hmm. the, the love that we find through Christ, the love of God that we come to know through Christ is so life-changing and life-saving it that, is. that we want you, that for you, others. You want to pass it on. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm <laughs> <laughs> what, that's not your favorite camp song? It only takes a spark, Charlie. It only takes it a spark. It does. To get a fire going. Yeah. And soon all, right. all those around will warm up to its glowing. That's that's how it is with God's love. Once you've in, experienced it, it <laughs> you I spread like his love to everyone. You just want to pass it on. Okay, you jerk. All right, we got that out of our system. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not attended church camp ever in your life, you may not know the lyrics Jonathan just relayed for you, but yeah. it's... It's a handy, uh, it's a handy bit of uh, love poetry to be it's able to not, carry around fine. through your life. It's fine. It's a fine song. Not Jonathan's favorite. <laughs> no, far from it. But okay. okay. So, so I mean, when with the with the people that just show up on Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. part of what you know lies with me is like, I hope they come back. And yeah, you know, sure, that'd be nice if they come back. But really, what I hope is they get something that will help change their life. Mm-hmm. Um, because we Absolutely. know yeah, those of us who attend on a regular basis, the, the love that we find from God is, is so overwhelming and so wonderful. And we do want that for others. And we know that everyone needs it. Everyone, they may say, I'm doing fine. I'm great. Right. Yeah. And that, that may be a true statement in yeah. that moment, but we all need it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the other aspect of, of love in relation to Advent and the the culminating, I mean, it's almost too big to to even have to speak about. But this the sense of the sense of God's uh, what's the right word to use without laying a trip on anybody. I mean, it's it is a sacrificial love mm. that that we experience in Advent and Christmas. Yeah. This idea that 
the phrase love comes down at yeah. Christmas, the idea that that God incarnates among us at Christmas time in a way that's different from the rest of the liturgical year, yeah. in a way that is more experiential. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is one of the things that I, I really hope for the frozen chosen of our Protestant New England churches. I, I want them to be able to feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's why missing out on Christmas services is is really hard for those of us yeah. uh, in the vocation, in the, in the biz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you deprive yourself of this gift at, at the peril of your faith experience. And, and there's just, there's no way to put a price on it. That, that acceptance, that love, that experience that you can have at, at church is, mm-hmm. is, it's really not like anything else. And I, I don't mean to be, to go into ad mode, but I, I really hope folks will take advantage of the, the offerings this year. Yeah. And to everyone this year who had, who, who, for some, whatever reason they had that they had to say, the online thing isn't doing it for me. I, I just want to say to you, you're, you're, try again. Yeah. Try again. Yeah. There's no reason to deny yourself that. And you don't, maybe it's changed in such a way, or maybe your need has changed in such a way that in order to, to be able to love yourself better, you need to offer yourself this experience again. I think that's a good spot. Okay. We could go into the importance of worship and all that, but let's not today. We didn't touch agape and philia. We didn't. We or eros. Or eros. One well, of my we weren't favorite gonna, of the. We weren't going to touch eros in this podcast, were we? No, I would have to put a different rating on it. I'd have to mark it as explicit. It's a separate. It's not just a separate episode. It's a separate podcast. But folks, you can yeah. find those at your podcast uh, client of choice. So <laughs> yeah. let us let us know your favorite love podcasts. At Twelve enough at gmail dot com. Let Jonathan know. Uh, and I'll share them. With, I'll share them with Charlie. Don't worry. Oh, thanks. In the most obnoxious way possible. <laughs> Wonderful. So, All right. So, yeah. so you have let's a prayer. move to prayer. I do have a prayer from good old Augustine. An oldie but a goodie. Indeed, he is. This prayer has aged well. I think this is going to be a prayer that's going to begin in a way that some people are going to be challenged by, and I like that. So good. It's it's about it's about self-sacrifice. It's about trust. Mm. It's about all those aspects of love that make love unlike anything else. So thank you in advance to him. Uh, I'll start praying. You'll hear from Jonathan and then Augustine. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, thank you for loving us, even at those moments when we are at our most unlovable. Mm. Help us to learn a deeper level of acceptance with our church families and with our own families. Help us to address those parts of us that cut us off from your love and love of others, and help us to embrace love, not just as an ideal, but as a practice. God, may the simplicity of the manger and the stable, may the the way in which you came into the world continue to stir our hearts to help us to realize how much you really do love us. May we be moved to love others in even a fraction of the way that you love us. Help us to love those who are hard to love and help us to love ourselves as you love us. And from Augustine, Lord Jesus, let me know myself and know you and desire nothing save only you. Let me hate myself and love you 
Let me do everything for the sake of you. Let me humble myself and exalt you. Let me think of nothing except you. Let me die to myself and live in you. Let me accept whatever happens as from you. Let me banish self and follow you and ever desire to follow you. Let me fly from myself and take refuge in you, that I may deserve to be defended by you. Let me fear for myself. Let me fear you and not be and let me be among those who are chosen by you. Let me distrust myself and put my trust in you. Let me be willing to obey for the sake of you. Let me cling to nothing save only to you. And let me be poor because of you. Look upon me that I may love you. Call me that I may see you and forever enjoy you. Amen. Amen. A different Christmas prayer. Yeah, that is. I, I like the humility, the emptying of the oneself. It runs deep, but that's that's part of Augustine's journey because he yeah. felt he was really good at non-humility. And so his 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 acknowledgement of that fault, of his pride and yeah. his proud nature, uh, is sometimes reflected in these prayers of complete abasement. Yeah. And um, this may not be every prayer we bring doesn't have to be the right prayer for you. Yeah. But if you need this prayer, then you know you need it. Yeah. Now, uh, folks, I think we're we're going to take next week off. We're going to take a break. You know, Charlie will be on vacation. I'll be trying to take it easy. So. You're going to have a week without this in your feed. I'm sure you'll be okay, but, you know, go back in the catalog. Listen to previous episodes. You could listen. This is our 40th Kitchen Table Spirituality episode. Come on. How did that happen? 40th. I know. Let me me ask this. Not to be mean, but just let me ask. How many episodes of 12 Enough are there? The Mothership Podcast. Uh, 12 seasons, and and for a while I was doing 12 or more episodes per season, so Mm -hmm. we're up there. uh, Over 100. Over 100, yeah. but not over 200. No, probably not. After 12 years. Yeah. Okay. All right. I so see what we're, you did. Yeah. We're cranking. Yeah, we are. We are cranking. The weekly, the weekly format That helps. helps. But we're going to take a break. We're going to take a week off. We we'll, are. We'll be back the following week with exciting topics that people Indeed are dying are. to hear about. I, I hope they are. In, in, a, in a metaphorical sense. Yes, in a metaphorical sense. Yeah, please. I hope everyone has a blessed holiday. Um, stay safe. Indeed. And and we'll see you in a couple weeks, or we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. That's right. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. And Happy on. New Year. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a podcast of the 12 Enough Network. You can find the show notes for this show and uh, past episodes and other episodes of 12 Enough and such at 12enough.com. 12 is written out. Uh, Please send us your comments or questions about this show or other shows at 12enough at gmail.com. Go to the Facebook page and like and follow so you can see when new episodes are dropped and anything else that's going on. And as always, please go to iTunes and like and rate the show. Thank you very much for listening. Careful, don't sing that song.